Hey, Mark, welcome along to another episode of the Vocational Education Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a, a subject that's near and dear to both our hearts. I'm going to start with a little story. Mm-hmm. You may have seen in the news that the Commonwealth Bank, right, his opening or repurposing a number of stores mm-hmm. and they will not be delivering cash. Yes. So you can't go in there across the counter and get cash anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the normal people are up in arms about that, the mm-hmm. ones you'd expect to, but the bank's doing it anyway. That's one story. The other story will take you back a few years when Apple said, you know what, we're not going to have a headphone jack yes. on our phone anymore. Right. And what happened? They did it anyway, right? Mm. People whinged, but they did it anyway and people got over it. Yeah. And now everything's blue tooth. The reason I'm sharing these stories is that we have people attend our training mm. who say, oh, I want to I prefer to write this out on a piece of paper. And up till now, we've given them that option. Mm. Here you go, you can print out the workbook, write out all your answers, fill out all your paperwork, literally on paper. Mm. As of the new TA22, yes. um, in fact, more specifically, the online version, we're removing that downloadable workbook. Right. For the same reason. Mm. Things are progressing. Yeah. If we don't do that, mm-hmm. it's actually going to hold them back mm-hmm. as, as trainers and assessors in the digital world. Yes. And it's going to hold us back as people who have to, every now and then, supply that get it posted back to us or emailed back to us. Trainers mm. and assessors have to sit there and manually go through something that, you know, we have to do for evidence reasons. Yeah. So I think that probably illustrates my opinion of, of someone entering a cert for what their level of digital literacy either should be or needs to be by the time they graduate. Mm. How do you feel about or, or what's your experiences around digital literacy and students and feel free to share your most recent example if you like. I'm going to say one of the hardest things with the TAE is it's a trainer assessor role in such a variety of industries. So you could get a trainer assessor um, who works in maybe baking cakes or someone that works on a mine site or someone that works in the corporate space. And each of those people will have different levels of digital literacy that they bring to the party and then different levels of expectation that they're going to be required as a trainer to actually perform. And so the... By its sheer nature of having a, such a wide variety of audiences, you do have, you do attract people that have got such a wide, um, I guess, range of beginner to zero to they've just never touched it, never needed to use it. But then as a trainer, they may need to actually make a session plan. They've never made one before. They do need to open up Word. They do need to know how to save a document. And yes, in a recent experience, I've had two students this week that never knew how to save a document before and um it may sound arrogant but you know going through tertiary experience and graduating university or even going through high school these days we would make the assumption that you know how to use word to the extent that you can save a document or you can open a file on your computer but 
yes, I guess there's the aspect of eventually I'll say something terrible. These people will die out um, or that oh. these people will no longer be part of, um, I guess, the it's going to be a generational change. And as you say, you know, society will evolve and it comes back to as a trainer assessor part of your responsibility is keep up with the changes that are happening now i guess in the medical field if the latest robot comes out and the latest robot or the operating machine comes out and you're a doctor and you still insist on using a you know scalpel to do something but already there's a robot out there that does that and you need to be able to do that there's the expectation you're stepping up to the plate and you're learning the new technologies as a trainer assessor. Um, there's just an expectation that you've got to be able to go, okay. Um, the expectation is I know how to use word. I know how to make a PowerPoint. They're the basics. They're the fundamentals these days. And yeah, it's, there's all, it still seems like there's a lag. There's the expectation, there's a standard, and we've got to get people that standard so they can survive through an online course or even become a competent trainer and assessor. And the it'll be interesting to see with the TAE in the future, is it something that they add in more digital literacy foundation skills? Because I think the digital literacy framework isn't really clear enough and it doesn't really stipulate strongly enough what a competent assessor and trainer really needs to be able to do in the vet sector. So in, in, a, um, in the new TAE, there are references now to digital skills mm. in the foundation skills. Uh, so I think they've taken that step. They've said, mm. okay, well, we need to recognize that that forms a, an essential part of the role. Yes. Something I took away from what you just said then that I think is we, we need to really hone in on is, is that if you don't do it, if you're not keeping up to date, then you're not actually ticking the box of mm. currency. Yes. Like you're not ticking that box that I am a current trader and assessor. So that's one. Uh, the other thing that it made me think about is that if you're uh, learning anything in vocational mm. education... Sure, it might be contextualized to your industry if you're lucky enough to have a, a corporate training mm. environment. But it still has to hit the national competency standards. Yes. And therefore, whatever certificate for you or, or diploma you receive from whoever mm. should be transferable Yes. to any other context or mm. environment where you need to use it. And training assessment's a great example because you're dead right. We will get people from all walks of life who have who don't use a computer on a daily basis, mm. um, might not use a computer at all if they don't have to. Um, and I'm thinking mainly trades, but you know, my experience um, with trades through family members, especially, has been that the you know one partner like if they're a, they're a married couple one partner will be the trades person the other partner will be doing all the records mm. at home right that's that's been an experience that i've had not that that's how it all works but that might be one example another example might be the trades person themselves has to go back and do their invoices but mm. that's as, that's as good as they get on the yes. computer don't ask me to do anything else and now that trades person after 30 years on the tools wants to train and they go well i've never used a computer great okay well now's your chance yeah this is going to be a very steep learning curve mm. for you um, and we who are running the training assessment qualification though, we only have this amount of time with them to upskill them. Yes. So what can we do mm. 
if we're faced with that person who hasn't needed to now needs to yeah because that's the transferable qualification they're going for mm, mm. uh learn those digital skills How, what do we do with them i'm gonna say first of all it comes back to mindset and setting the expectations and even pre-course having the, the the frank conversation if you're about to study a course online either virtually or even you know self-paced you're going to need to develop these skills or part of the course is you need to be able to do these things and setting those best expectations then i guess pre-course or before someone actually gets st officially started so to speak there are certainly a number of modules or a number of courses that we can send through to them mm -hmm. and recommend and yes ideally if you the trainer can spend an hour with them or 30 minutes before they you know hit the ground so to speak um that's great if they can learn the basics of how to save a document um how to create a folder how to receive an email how to actually attach a document to an email all these things um but on the flip side, once that time has been spent, they do have a much better, I guess, self-confidence and uh, they do have a bit of pride around the fact they've learned these skills, and which is really, really important. But I think going forward, all the traditional days of, as you say, write on paper and submit, I think are gone. And I think that... If you're doing education going forward, and I think in a previous podcast, we talked about the impact of AI. And I think going forward in education, you're going to be faced with using a computer. And these days with generations coming through, I know my daughter, my you know teenage daughter can use a computer probably better than I can. Mm -hmm. And she grew up using PowerPoint when I barely knew what it was. So um, I think all we can do is set the expectations if we can make the time to have that one-on-one -on -one tutorial time, great. But at the end of the day, that does require the person to make the personal commitment, show up, learn the skills, play around with it. But I think mindset-wise, I know when I'm playing with technology for the first time, I'm scared to break it. And I think a lot of, you know, older generations, I know my mom at the age of 70, she had an emotional meltdown when she saw Facebook. She's like, well, it's all too hard. So I think there's always that emotional element to it. And I think we definitely need to give lots of reassurance to anyone that's facing digital literacy phobia, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a few things in that uh, about older people being scared. And, uh, and you gave the example. Um, I thought immediately about my own mother who was very digitally literate. Uh, she used, um, she, because she was in the printing game, mm -hmm. everything was on Macs and PCs. She got very familiar with Adobe and all that sort of stuff. So, but you also mentioned their mindset. Yeah. What's the difference between your mum and my mum? My mum's mm -hmm. older, but that, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. for one, but um, it, she was in an industry that required it. Yes. And so, and she wasn't afraid to because she needed to maybe, mm -hmm. but the mindset was that, oh, I want to learn this. And that's maybe... Mm -hmm. For we as trainers and assessors in VET, what we have to try and do is implant that mindset from the get-go. Yeah. So don't think of this as a hill you have to climb. Yes. Think of this as a journey you want to go on. And I think that's the, if I'm blatantly honest, one of the frustrating things is when a student will live in that world of, 
I can't do computers, too hard, and give up. And, oh, sorry, you know, I'm, I'm bad with computers. Sorry, mm. I'm bad with computers. And just re, um, reinforcing that message to themselves. Yeah. And I think it really comes back to growth mindset versus fixed. It's like, I'm happy to support you as much as needed, but at some point you need to release the excuse of, I'm not good with computers. Man. And, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and, and that growth mindset is exactly that. Give me a challenge, I'll look at it. Mm, I mm. won't immediately default back to the fixed mindset of, no, that's not my thing. Yes. I don't need to do that. That's that's actually another mindset or another subcategory when you actually decide not to do it as well. Yes. It's one thing being afraid of it. It's another mm. thing saying, no, not, not for me. Great. Well, the, then training assessment probably isn't for you either. Mm. Um because you're going to have students and the thing you mentioned before about school kids coming through, mm. you're going to have students in the future who are way more digitally literate than you. Mm. What's that going to make you look like as a trainer? Oh, yes. Are they going to respect you? Are they going to make yeah. fun of you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. So that, that's not a place a trainer wants to be. Mm. So the growth mindset, let, let's give a few examples and what the listeners can do. Mm. Um, firstly, if you... Uh, network or talk with other trainers and assessors, then you're going to come across examples of other software or applications or uses for existing applications mm. that they may use yes. um, or, or do. When you hear that, mm-hmm. number one, acknowledge it and go, yeah. you know what? I, they said Canva. I've mm-hmm. never used Canva. Damn it. What's Canva all about? Yeah. I'm going to go and find out about Canva. Mm. AI, ChatGPT, what the hell is that all about? Yeah. Mm. I better go and find out about it. Mm-hmm. Now, the beauty of living in today's world yeah. is that it's all there at your fingertips. And free. And free. Yeah. You do not have to attend a course mm. to learn about how to use PowerPoint better mm. or how to use ChatGPT. There are so many videos mm. on Vimeo, on YouTube, on Bumble, on all those, is Bumble, whatever they are. Rumble? I don't even know what it's called now. Yeah. Rumble, I think. I think Bumble's <laughs> a different app. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So there's plenty out there, uh, and it's for free, as you just mentioned. And I taught myself as much of um, some e-learning apps last year as I wanted to, but I got mm. to a point where I thought, you know what, this is number one, very time consuming. Number two, actually not going to lead to the outcomes I want, Yeah, which was good. So I learned as much as I wanted, then I stopped. Then I took up some other things, ChatGPT, Canva. There mm-hmm. you go, the background's done in Canva today. Yeah. Right? So why not find out about these other tools, what they can do for you? Um, if they cost money, mm-hmm. again, think about yourself as a professional. Is this something you want to spend the $300 or $200 a year on mm-hmm. um, just for your own sake to learn mm. something or is it something that once you've learned you can apply in your work yeah you know, so if you're a contractor probably if you're working for another organization find out what apps they're using yeah you know and use those to your best uh, ability so that's that's what i would suggest yeah i'm going to give a very relevant recent example myself um recently i've been presenting on zoom and teams and um I'm, i haven't been as au okay with teams as zoom but even this week uh i needed my learners my participants to be able to share screens with each other in breakout rooms so what did i do i checked in with my colleagues and if they knew the answer some people did some people didn't but then Lo and behold, I went to Google and I literally typed in, um, can my learners share their screening breakout rooms? Question mark. I read the first result. I got the answer. And I think, um, strangely enough, 
adults seem to hesitate to put such a question into Google. And um, I've often found that if it's not in the textbook, they have a panic moment. And I think um, I'm no smarter than anyone else other than I can sometimes use Google better than someone else. I can just put the question in and very similar to ChatGPT. I guess it really comes back to resourcefulness. And I think even encouraging a student, go to Google, type in, how do I save a document? Question mark. And being the willingness, being willing to just watch a video for two minutes because often the the answer is within the video. You just need to spend the time and watch it. And then, yeah, I just found this week I was able to find the answer very quickly just by doing a very quick Google search. I didn't know how to do it until the problem arose, but I got around it. And even with Teams, Teams is very different to Zoom. And, uh, you know, how to set up breakout rooms, all the different functionalities. Again, I went back to my colleagues, asked them some questions. And what they didn't know, I just went to Google and asked the questions. And I really think um, a good mature uh, vet trainer and assessor has the willingness to be able to go, okay, I don't know. Who am I going to ask? And uh, where Where can can I just, Mm -hmm. yeah, where can I go? And what question can I put into Google would create the answer for me if the (laughs) quality of the question doesn't score the answer. If you're not Mm -hmm. getting what you want, change strategy Mm. where is the innovation where Mm. is the the desire to continuously improve yeah um so again the idea that i I put out before is just go and find out and you Mm. shared an example of you doing exactly that Um, go and find out if you don't know but here's something else you can do if you're looking at tools that uh others have used Mm have a look at videos about what others are doing with it outside of training and assessing. Mm. Because I'll I'll give you another example. Now, there are a lot of AI tools for image generation. Yes. And also they're starting to, well, they're they're around for video generation as well, but they're they're not that great yet. Um, And that's probably going to take a bit of time because there's so much to, to compute. But image generation now has got to a point where the images that are being generated are fantastic. Right. And you can do it for free, mm-hmm. right? There are tools out there for free. Um, I, I might, when I, <clears throat> when I do this recording, I might try and find one of the ones that I was using the other day. I think it's called uh, Leonardo. There you go, leonardo.ai. Now, I use this tool because it's free, because I'm a cheapskate, uh, and I didn't want to spend hundreds of dollars or uh, didn't want to lose myself down the mid-journey rabbit hole. But I typed in you know, some prompts about teachers in classrooms and about students and about training someone on the job. Mm -hmm. And these are the sorts, I don't know if you can see that, but these are the sorts of images that came out uh, with like um, trainers uh, being excited in a room or students having a coffee, you know. So these are the sorts of images that came out with. They're they're obviously fake, Mm -hmm. um, but that's the the choice I made because you can set a lot of settings on it. But... The reason I'm I'm sharing that isn't because um, I wanted to generate images for training necessarily. I just wanted to find out what was happening out there in image and video generation because we Mm -hmm. are always creating stuff for our students and to um, contend with the copyright laws around that can be a pain. And, uh, and often even just finding an image that's right mm, is a pain. Mm. So I thought, well, how can I marry these two ideas together? I went looking at about five or six different 
image generators from right. um, Midjourney was the, the other big one, and also Firefly from Adobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefly, the results came out terribly. Midjourney right. was just too complicated, but apparently it can do very well by the time you get to it. And that was the cheapest, easiest one that I could find. So that um, is continuous improvement. Mm. Innovation, though, is mm. when you look at something that someone does in an industry completely different from yours and think, yeah. how can I transfer that to education? Yeah. Can you think of something that comes to mind at all? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot a bit. Can you think of something maybe that has happened or hasn't happened yet, but it's an idea that you think, you know, that's happened in another industry. How can we use it here? My brain actually goes to content generation and how can we, um, so maybe in the corporate space, you're maybe teaching things like leadership or you're teaching things even around sales and marketing. And then, okay, looking at a uh, website like that and then drawing that in going, okay, well, um, what are the implications around that for artists and for um, you know graphic designers and those kind of things and you know generating discussions from that and so again I think it really, uh, raises the importance of being aware of what's happening in society what's happening in the current space and then being able to go okay how can I create content or um, spark new ideas new concepts from that and then um, maybe what activities can I generate um, from using those websites and how can I get people to think using those websites, you know, what um, activities, what assessments could I create using those websites? Mm. And uh, that would be really cool. Yeah. So, so what I did recently, and, and you just nailed it there with activities, mm. is I looked at, uh, there's a lot of YouTube channels around AI. I know we've gone off that subject now, but uh, we're talking about digital literacy and this yeah. is like the extreme version of it. Um, but we, we looked at, uh, they were just talking about AI because I'm interested. I want to know, uh, again, growth mindset. Mm. I want to know. So I watched this and he wasn't talking about education at all. He yeah. was just talking about what these things can do. And what I was trying to do is marry up with what he was saying with some ideas or was it uh, sparking any ideas in me that I could then use? And that mm. was that example then with that Leonardo. But that, that idea of letting, uh, I guess, information into your head mm. so that your ideas can then sprout from that Yes, is honestly, I, I wish they taught that at school. That mm. that's It's not a critical thinking even, which is also another great subject for school, but it's kind of like that. It's yeah. like, don't just tell me the steps I've got to follow. Mm. Show me all the steps and let me choose how to do it. Yeah. Because through that trial and error then i learn and mm. um not that you know i'm telling everybody go through trial and error because that's a very long way of doing mm. things but when it comes to digital literacy don't be scared of breaking it yeah trial it mm. make the errors figure out how to do it better yeah geez me and microsoft word go back a long way but right. we are still frenemies mm. because mm. sometimes i get tables that just won't play the game or i yeah. get you know <laughs> I, I i'm trying to do um page breaks instead of section breaks and it, there's there's things in that program that's been around since the late well the early 90s late 80s even yeah that um is still doing my head in as mm. far as trying mm. to get around it but it's it's about not being scared of breaking it just yeah. go look if it doesn't work i've saved the document over here i can always open it up again mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um as long as you know how to save documents yes <laughs> yes right yeah um so mark before we uh we end this 
discussion. Is there anything else like the, the examples that you had, you know, especially the recent ones are really pertinent, but mm. is there anything else you want to share about digital literacy? What other things maybe are on your mind about that for potential students of vocational education? I think I'm going to come back to RTOs making a decision about what is an acceptable level and what's not. And I think we seem to do that with language literacy and numeracy. And we seem to go, okay, reading and writing, yes, you need to be at a certain standard to be able to enroll. And with digital literacy, I think um, RTOs need to be able to have a pre-course course that they go through or something um, to really set the expectations but also help learners know what's going to be required because otherwise a student may enroll and may have um, different expectations or may have extra requirements that are beyond what's capable for the RTO to actually provide and I think it's it's a balancing act and at the end of the day um, students need to be aware of okay going forward as a trainer assessor you need to be able to do XYZ and if you're not there yet well you need to put in the work, just like language literacy and numeracy. Um, that reading and writing, you need to be able to do it to this level for your job. Okay, well, digital literacy, if you're stepping into a course that in the future you're going to need to be able to do, you know, create assessments and you're going through a course on learning how to create assessments, guaranteed, probably, you'll need to create those assessments on a computer, right? You Surely won't be, not. Can't you yes. just handwrite them and use a ruler? <laughs> And then a photocopy or maybe a photocopy. Maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, I just, I think at the end of the day, everyone respects transparency. Everyone respects right expectations and, um, you know, just setting people up for success is so important. And uh, I think more and more we're going to have less and less of the um, exceptions to the rule. Um, as generations uh, go on, yeah. That, that, that's something that yeah, I know you said dying off before. That sounds terrible because <laughs> I put myself in that category as far as like, hey, I'm in my 50s. I could be dying off sooner than later. But it's that it's also instilling or distilling that, that growth mindset um, mm. in people who are older. But yes, when the new generations come through, it's not even going to be an issue. It's no, not no. going to be an issue. Digital literacy will not be the issue in 10, 10 or mm. 15 years' time. It's an issue now. Uh, speaking of courses, I just brought this up quickly and I'll share it with, uh, with the guys who are watching the video version of this. But basically, um, we have created a free program for people who, want, who have zero digital literacy skills. Um, it's Windows for Beginners. Uh, talks about uh, saving documents, opening email attachments, using PowerPoint. Uh, and at the end, there's a little self-evaluation quiz. Um, and then you can go into the more advanced features like setting up a training session using a virtual environment, uh, advanced features of PowerPoint, accessing, navigating, learning management systems, and advanced features, uh, and then a self-evaluation self of that as well uh, with just three questions. So that's free. It's, it's to, uh, and it was asked internally anyway in mm. our organization, well, who do we send this to mm. without embarrassing them? good point mm. so maybe we just say we make it available to anybody it is free um i've used some of our own content but there's already you may have seen there's some great content already online from microsoft gurus mm. um google gurus etc you might as well use their talents it's free yeah just point them towards that youtube video and it's they're all tutorials mm. so if you don't know how to save a document if you don't know how to send an email guess what you will if you watch these mm. 
I think it's an interesting one that you've talked about LMSs because if we're frank and we're saying that a trainer or assessor potential is going to work for an RTO, they're going to need to be able to actually um, result students. They're going to need to be able to assess or use a learning platform to yeah. assess their learners. So That's true. That's um, true. it's a brand new, it's a reality that they're going to face. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Pardon me. And excuse me, uh, that TAFE comes straight to mind. I mean, TAFE is where a lot of um, people go once they do their uh, cert fours, uh, not necessarily working in private RTOs, even though private RTOs make up 80% of the the, the workforce out there for mm. um, vocational education. The, the mindset is, oh, I'm going to get a job at TAFE. Well, if you're going to get a job at TAFE, guess mm. what? They're all digital. Yes. Yeah. All 100% digital. Yeah. Uh, and students are expected, even, you know, people doing horticulture, people doing... Uh, construction they still have to submit stuff mm. online yeah in fact it's it's mandatory now right so yeah as you said though it, these people going through so those skills now guess what they're in their 20s mm. digital mm. literacy is not the issue yes yeah. <laughs> motivation is the issue uh-huh. <laughs> stickability uh resilience there's a lot of mm-hmm. other issues that we can talk about being an old man okay um but now thank you very much for that discussion mark i think that was uh enlightening hopefully for some listeners and even for me just uh, talking through some of those concepts with mm. you it makes me want to go and you know how how else can we support the students how else can we support ta trainers as mm. well or, or mm. other trainers i should say uh but yeah thank you so much for the time today thanks dan 